When disasters occur, the Red Cross is among the first of the first responders. It and FEMA are supposed to coordinate with local air providers to make sure victims get what they need. But three hurricanes in 2017 showed the planning and coordination needs a little sharpening. Catherine Lahren is Director of Education, Workforce, and Income Security Issues at the Government Accountability Office. She talked about some of those shortcomings with Tom Temin. We were really looking at two things. First was coordination. How did FEMA and Red Cross coordinate to provide mass care services? And by mass care, I mean really providing the basic needs, food, shelter, critical supplies. And then the second thing we looked at was capabilities assessments. How is FEMA working with state and local governments to determine their capability to respond to disasters? And how are they using that information in their own planning? Because the coordination is really one of the key issues, isn't it? Because otherwise they stumble over each other or there are gaps in what is provided. Yeah, I mean, it's so important because there are so many different entities involved in responding to disasters. State and local governments, local voluntary organizations, and of course FEMA and the Red Cross. And these were three hurricanes in 2017. And how did, the, how did FEMA and the Red Cross themselves do with respect to coordinating just between those two entities? Because it looks like FEMA really depends a lot on the Red Cross. They really did coordinate well in 2017 with regard to those three hurricanes. And one of the things that they did that was really helpful was they set up emergency operations centers in the, each locality that was affected where all of the partners could get together and coordinate from one physical location. That was really critical. And there were some lapses, though, in what was provided by non-Red Cross, non-FEMA, non-federal entities? There were some lapses. Local governments, as I said, rely on local voluntary organizations to help with the disaster response. But they didn't always lay out in advance who would do what and who would provide what. So they didn't really know what was each entity was going to be able to provide, which led to some gaps. Some needs ended up going unmet. And these gaps were fairly significant. You mentioned f- shelter, food, and other supplies. Exactly. Some who needed shelter did not have a shelter bed. Some who needed food did not get it in a timely manner. Even water was in a short supply in some cases. Well, what should they be doing to understand what supplies and services will be available? Well, one way that they could coordinate better would be for local governments to spell out clearly in their agreements with their local voluntary organizations, with their partners, who can do what and what each entity can provide. If they have that information in advance, they can better plan for disasters. We're speaking with Kathy Laren. She's Director of Education, Workforce, and Income Security Issues at the Government Accountability Office. And you did have some recommendations here. Yeah, we did. We had a number of recommendations, and they really did focus on those gaps that I was just talking about, coordination and understanding the capability of each entity to respond to disasters. We made recommendations to Red Cross and to FEMA. Red Cross is a .org nonprofit, but it seems like almost an adjunct government agency sometimes. What is the relationship between the Red Cross and FEMA? They really are named as partners in the disaster response framework that the federal government has developed. So Red Cross, even though it is a non-governmental organization, is a full partner with FEMA in disaster response. 
So it seems like it's the Red Cross that ought to have all of the knowledge about what's available locally, more so than FEMA, which I always thought of FEMA as coming in and writing checks, but not necessarily delivering water and blue tarp. Well, we did recommend to the Red Cross that they improve their communication with local partners because they do play this critical role. But the But FEMA also is important because they're the ones who are providing guidance to state and local governments and helping them with their capabilities assessments, helping them plan for disasters. So they're also equally as important, if not more important. Because there are tens of thousands of counties in the United States and hundreds of thousands of municipal entities. And so how do you get data from all of the possible places that could be involved in disaster response? Well, local governments are required to provide FEMA with information on their capabilities. Um, But what we found in 2017 is that sometimes that information just wasn't specific enough for FEMA to really understand what the local governments could do. That's why the capabilities assessments are so important and why FEMA could do more in working with local entities to improve their capabilities assessments so that they provide the critical information that FEMA will need to help in the event of a disaster. These were in 2017, as we noted earlier, and so they must have been aware that there were gaps in coverage of what was provided to the people, the victims of these hurricane disasters. Do we know whether anything improved in the 2018 and 2019 hurricane seasons? Importantly, FEMA and the Red Cross generally did agree with our recommendations and are taking steps to address them. Fortunately, in 2018 and 2019, we haven't experienced um, disasters on the unprecedented scale that we uh, experienced in 2017. So the system hasn't been tested um, to the extent that it was in 2017. But we're confident that if these improvements are made, um, it will improve disaster response um, in future disasters. Because the federal government does pay for a lot of what ends up going to disaster sites, even though it's delivered by local entities. So there's that interest also, isn't there? Exactly. And that's why this communication and coordination is so critical. What would you say is the most important single recommendation? It's hard to point out just one recommendation. I think the theme across our recommendations was that sharing information, having good information before a disaster is really going to help in the event of a disaster. And I guess maybe when they run their operational plans or they sometimes have simulations of events, that's a good way to stress test whether everyone shows up with what they're supposed to have. Right, exactly. And also that is a good way for them to determine what are the roles and responsibilities of each entity that's going to be involved. Because that was a gap in 2017. The roles and responsibilities of each entity were not entirely clear. So this is something that they can do to improve planning for the future. Catherine Liren is Director of Education, Workforce, and Income Security Issues at the Government Accountability Office. She spoke with Federal News Network's Tom Temin. We'll post this interview and a link to that report at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com. 
Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.